This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following program is rated TV MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. Babe, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing so good. Hi, guys. Hi, everybody. Happy, Happy Talks Tuesday. Happy Tuesdays. Up on a Tuesday. We're like, fucking stop singing our goddamn song on your show. I swear to God. Yeah. Well, we don't. We won't get in trouble for it because it's only like, like, like yes. three words, right? Yes. Do you guys hear those little giggles in the background? Do you we hear have those? a. You hear that? Oh yeah, no, I hear, Did you hear those giggles? I hear giggles. We have a guest, y'all. Guys. And we are so excited. Her name is Stephanie Palmer. She's from Wisconsin. Wisconsin. She's a psychotherapist. <laughs> Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? I'm doing so good. I'm so glad that you didn't get weirded out with me text. Oh, we're texting you. Well, tell with everybody me. how it got started. Okay, so which we're gonna talk about because I would love to know your input on on this. So sure. she listened to an episode of uh-huh. ours about the dilators and she's, about the vagina, the dilators vagina dilators to accommodate she, big penises. Yes, and she sent us um, a response to just kind of like inform us. And I was mm-hmm. like, I was gonna respond and be like, Wow, I'm gonna use this on the show. Then I was like. I'm just gonna ask her. <laughs> she wants to talk about I'm it. Like, on the do show. you want to like come on and talk about anything um, <laughs> on the show? So, can you kind of give us what you were saying in that message about yeah. dilators and all that? So, I'll I'll admit when you guys were talking about it, I was like, I've never heard them used for that, but that is very interesting. What have like, you heard that's... them used for? So, a couple things. So, okay. the one that I messaged you about, right, was. Um, Dilators can be given by like your OB, right? Yeah. If you have something called vaginismus, which is a psychological disorder where you basically like close yourself off where nothing can penetrate you. You just like, oh. you know, you seize up when you think about when you go get an exam, right? And they're mm-hmm. like, okay, just relax. So we can put like the speculum in, right? Mm-hmm. This is like, when you go to have sex, you can't, it's like oh. nothing's happening. And so you use these to work your way up to be able to have penetrative sex. The other part that you can use it for is when you have gender affirming surgery, right? And you have a vagina created, uh-huh. you have to use dilators to have a vaginal canal. I see. Yeah. Oh, I never knew that. Did you know that? Yeah. No, I didn't. Oh, wow. That's fascinating. Yeah. Do they, so what kind of, what, what do they look like? I don't actually know. They come in sizes, right? So you like work yourself up. I just think of like butt plugs, right? How okay. Yeah. She loves butt plugs. <laughs> asshole (laughs) (laughs) scout likes it in the butt more than i do yeah probably (laughs) (laughs) that's for sure but you know like you you work yourself up right so you're not gonna have like a big fat diameter right right you just like work your way up and when i had a client that was using them i had her start you know we didn't even start with them right like i had her start with you know she was in her early 20s had never masturbated before so i was like what's there 
right? Yeah. Like, let's start with you getting comfortable with your own body. Did she have past so sexual reason- trauma and that's what, what yeah. caused a lot of that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So it was like a combination of sexual trauma and like reproductive trauma, right? Mm-hmm. So like a procedure and it was just like, I tense up and I don't want anything in there because I don't want that to happen again. Yeah. Right. Is it very common? Have you found that it's very common that women don't want to touch themselves? Masturbate? Yes. Yeah. Like Where I they have... just get self-conscious even talking about it. And I'm like, yeah. what? It's like the greatest thing on the planet. Yeah. I mm. had like a, like uncomfortable, like, like vibrator, no problem. But like my sure. finger for some reason yeah, not into it, it just doesn't. And I, and I think it's because, and I, and I, I don't know where I saw this, but have you ever taken a fucking mirror to your oh, vagina? Yeah, yeah. Really? Oh, oh I, I haven't. I haven't. Like, really? What, what? I need to see what's going on down there. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not. Terrifies the fuck out of me. I'm not Maybe into the finger either. It might have been from like when I oh. first went down on a girl. And that terrified sure. the shit out of me. Mm. So sure. I think maybe looking at my own vagina oh, might scare, scare me. Why don't you try? Okay. Right now. Yeah. But hold kidding. up one second. <laughs> <laughs> Over here in the corner. Hey, guys. Oh, my God. It's really uh, pretty. <laughs> I've seen your vagina. It's very pretty. Oh, thank Not you. Not like, you know. know. You just look inside, Daniel. Won't, who won't finger themselves, right? Like, they're just like, yeah. oh, the thought of it is so gross. Oh. I am a firm believer in, like, I want to know what it feels like yeah. just to know, right? Like I just want to see. Also, I know this isn't TMI because you guys talk about literally everything, yeah. but when you have an IUD, they mm-hmm. tell you, you uh-huh. stick Make sure you feel the string, you feel your strength. Yeah. Yes. Oh. So like in that kind of case, you kind of have to, yeah. so to speak. I mean, your doctor can't obviously. I don't but. like the texture. In of the my, inside? Yeah, well, I mean, it's like I, weird and like I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what is this? What is this? I don't want anything in there but a penis or at least not my fingers. You know? So I wonder if it's like, do men feel that too? Or they're like, oh, this is weird. No, they're like, oh my God, get it in there. Exactly. It's like I'm a warm, comfy, fabulous place that they love to call home. God, no. man, I need to play with myself a little bit more. Get used to my vagina. But it's even like things like sensual touch right like if you're in the bathtub like you know start with like rubbing your hands on your arms and just like feel your body and get comfortable with somebody you touching your body because if you're not comfortable yourself touching your body yeah are you gonna let somebody else touch it and feel comfortable Mm -hmm. you know oh man yeah that's my problem (laughs) i need to be more more with in tune with myself with my body Mm -hmm. yeah it takes me i'm also like i'm in my head me too i'm in my head the entire time so like most women are wet is is sometimes a problem Mm. sometimes it's got to like, I have to have like it started. Like I have to like, like yes. you got to like get, why get, is get that? Me. What can women do to get out of their head? <sighs> well, that's the thing. We like fucking live there. I know. Right? So, question. Like, it's it's a really beautiful about, house. Like, did I eat? Yeah. Do I yeah. have to fucking go grocery shopping? Like, yeah. oh my God, I have to do this. It's just, yeah. it's ridiculous. God, I wish it was just like, like men. They just turn it right? off. Click, clock, click. But you see like men go to that place, like a guy's fate. Like I see them check out. It's like all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're, you're, you've gone to your happy place. Like I can't even like, Mm -hmm. you just, you just have let, like left the building. I don't know what's going on, but there's, you are not here right now. You're so like. They're in fucking paradise. They're They're in in paradise. They're in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> like, and we're at the grocery store. Yeah, yep. literally. <laughs> like, like how, how do we get to Hawaii? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Hawaii mindset sex. <laughs> I wonder if there's what? like something you can do right before or God, man. I mean, that's why I like oh, yeah. taking my edibles before because I'm just like, woo. Yeah. Mindfulness is huge, right? Like I know mindfulness is like a fucking buzzword and like everybody talks about it, right? But like being present and in your body is humongous. So whether that's you meditate right before you do it. Well, you or know, you Scout calls meditate. You. Scout says she's meditating when she poops. That's her like, that's her, that's her word. So what the <laughs> fuck did you just give away right now on live fucking air, Spotify, Apple? So maybe, so maybe. I just told her that this morning. So I maybe. literally just told her that. I told her that secret today. Today, let's talk about that. No, I've heard Telling it before. your friends your secrets. I've heard it before. And well, what it makes you feel like inside. Well, listen, sometimes meditating before you have sex is probably the best. I mean, pooping and or meditating, whatever you want to call it, is like that should yeah. make everything better. Yeah. But in all honesty, what I tell people who have a problem with this is like when you are in the act, whether it's like foreplay or in sex, if you find yourself like drifting off or thinking about shit that doesn't matter, right? Like physically asking yourself, where do I feel this in my body? Or, oh my God, that feels so good. Bringing awareness mm, back to yeah. the body part that you're experiencing pleasure in is going to pull you back in the moment. It might have to happen like six times, right? Mm, like it's yeah. not going to be, I do it once and this is like this euphoric 
situation, Mm -hmm. but it's just about pulling yourself back to the present moment. I have a question. When, when your partner and you are kind of like stuck in this rut of like not being intimate, what are some good tools for your partner? Because we've got a lot of people asking like, mm. I'm not attracted, like, you know, we haven't had sex in so long. What is it? I mean, and we give advice. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, well, sure. go take her to date, go buy flowers. Advice. But what is it? Is there anything else that, that people can do? Is it like playing games, like silly little like intimate games? Like what, what mm. is something that can kind of like spark reconnect. it up again or reconnect you as a couple? Intimacy is so interesting because it can be so many different things, right? It can literally be laying on the couch together. It can Mm. be having a really deep conversation to connect on a level that you've never connected on before. I am a firm believer that porn is a really fucking good tool, right? Like, okay, it can teach you things. It can either be like, I that's a hard motherfucking no for me. I'm never doing that. (laughs) Like, that looks kind of fun. Like, maybe I want to try that. And. I know it's scary to sometimes share that with your partner because you don't know how they're going to respond of like, why the fuck would you ask me that? Oh, I've had the same experience. Oh, like, yeah. and I was I'm like, like scared to like show, show my partner porn. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm so like, why, why are you scared to I show insecurity porn? stuff? Oh. You know, I think well, it's like a fear of rejection, right? Of yeah. like making you feel like you're weird for what you like. Yeah. Or like, well, that, she doesn't want him looking at other girls. Well, it's not right? that. No, no. Uh, it's well, I think that's like, also it stems from like me being cheated on yeah. my, the, all my sure. relationships. Relationships. I feel like, you know, me but not being enough, mm. I think, mm-hmm. is like a, a STEM thing also too with family issues. So I mm-hmm. feel like, you know, sex, like that's like my my domain, you know. Mm. So then sure. bringing in something else, I don't know. But I, I, I'm, I'm very anxious to, to – I think I would try it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you're like the third person to tell me it's porn. <laughs> I'm fucking telling her. She yeah. doesn't want to listen to me. I figure we'll get a really professional good, like, in here to tool. tell her. Yeah. <laughs> then I. But then also too. What if I'm just looking at the two girls? I'm great. Like, looking at the two like, fucking girls. Sorry, have, oh, hi, okay, but yes. Good. Yes. Good for you. You'll yeah. be like, oh my god, I just came in eight seconds. Wow, that worked. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tom's going to be the one like, um, we're not watching porn anymore yeah. when we have sex. Yeah. So and you're going to be like, wow, I thought it was going to be the other way around. <laughs> so you know, call me crazy, I but. Think- like the underlying theme of it is like vulnerability, yeah. right? And Ugh, I, I hate that for word. the longest time, I was be vulnerable, say, motherfucker. I was like, vulnerability, fucking ew, I'm never doing that. Never. Oh, I no. love being vulnerable. Ugh. But <laughs> it's not easy for me by any means. It has gotten yeah. better because I've gotten more confident in knowing that when I share something, it's not necessarily for you, it's for me. Mm. So whether that be I feel some type of way about something that happened between us that I need to talk about it. Or I want this to change in our relationship because our partners don't know unless we fucking say something. We right. like to think we've been together for fucking 10 years. You should know why I'm mad at you. Yeah. Right. Like that's very easy to kind of make that snap judgment, but nobody knows unless you share it. Is it always comfortable? Does it always go as planned? No, but it's 100% worth it versus just internalizing stuff of like, I'll just fucking deal with it. Like it's not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. It is to you though. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I always use that with Tom. I'm like, you use your words. Cause I don't, you've got to tell me how you feel or else I'm never going to know. And then I'm going to be an asshole to you. (laughs) Right. Yes. Like just, just tell me, tell me how you feel. (laughs) Like I'm very much like I'm feeling this. (laughs) <laughs> fix it that's because you're a Pisces we're Pisces I yeah I'm like everything's flowing I'm always in feelings <laughs> you can't fucking turn that faucet off it's like oh, oh my god my too god. many feelings <laughs> and Neil's like now you can leave my house <laughs> like, this is, I'm at the limit there's oh a limit oh my god okay so we um, <clears throat> I posted your beautiful photo to our um, Instagram to get some some questions and um, some of these are, are pretty interesting. Um, first, this guy goes, why do I get turned on by tickling women's feet? Oh, <laughs> I mean, I think it's a couple different things, right? So it could be part of a foot fetish, but it could yeah. also be part of like a control thing of like you're in control of their reaction right now. Mm. Whether it's like they're being tortured by being tickled and Uh-oh. they hate it and you're like oh, getting great. off on that. Oh, God. Or- <laughs> Run, people, if you have a guy like that. <laughs> Oh, it's like Scout's biggest fear. <laughs> Shit. Or it's that he gets off on like making you happy, right? Like, cause that's like a laugh, giggly kind of thing. It depends oh. on if that person likes to be tickled or not. For some people, it feels like the worst thing ever. I would fucking punch you in your face. I would kick you in your throat and you would die. 
<laughs> yeah, do not tickle my feet. That is the fastest way to die. I'm serious. It, I, 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 I've, I'm like angry thinking about it right now. Oh my God. I cannot stand being tickled. My feet, I can't, it's like off limits. It I freaks me out. Yeah. Who, who, I like being on my feet being touched, not by my partner. I like getting going to get my pedicures and a massage. Pedicures, yeah. yeah, I don't I yeah. don't want my feet rubbed and I definitely don't want to be fucking tickled. Who tickled your no. feet? Wrong. I don't know. Who did it to you? Somebody did it to me when I was younger. Even when like, you know, like when our kids were born and, you know, you, you're their babies and you're like, I would never tickle their feet because I feel like oh there's... They're like, like little nerves, you know? I think it can like yeah. fuck with your nerves and cause like mm-hmm. nerve damage when it's like not developed yet and it's awful. Yeah. Ugh, I hate it. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I hate being tickled. Touch my feet. Whatever you want to do with oh my feet. Oh, my God. Touch my feet. <laughs> <laughs> God, Scout. <laughs> not like that, okay? Y'all stop they sending us. shit with feet. Oh, my God, yeah. So have you had <laughs> anyone like th- like a patient or whatever or anybody like with like a foot thing, a foot fetish? Like is that? Not any foot fetishes, no. I okay. have worked with a lot of people in the um, kink community, which I love. Like oh. I love to educate myself on There's the a kink community. community? Oh my god, bitch! Are you kidding? Come yeah. on! Well, oh, I, I love but, but I didn't know. <laughs> but I didn't know there was like, like it was called something. So there's like little. <clears throat> there's a whole kink community as a whole, right? But there are so many kinks in the kink community. They have like their own little like little subdivision. Ooh, can you share basket. some of this? Some knowledge oh, in this kink community? A lot. I mean, I've seen it on porn. Um, there's like popping balloon. Remember when like HBO had real sex? That show, remember Real Sex? No, oh my she's, god, yes. You're are you? How old are you? Don't mind me asking. Thirty-eight. Okay. Oh, okay, I'm thirty-three. She's thirty-three. Come she on. doesn't know. She's like, you know, that little. I was sheltered I, as I a know. child. Well, it's also before yeah. your time. Like that was that was like oh. porn, but on HBO for us. Like I could I could yeah. access it at a younger age. So HBO had a show mm-hmm. called Real Sex. You need to Google it. Okay. And they had, and you could see like people's everything and like yep. their fetishes and like it's it was pretty fucking in, intense and awesome at the same time. Like wow. that's the first time I ever saw like swingers or, I mean, it's really, sure. it was really cool. So, but there are a lot of fetishes that I was like, wait, what? How do you get off I on mean, popping fucking balloons? Like that's, the but, list that's is it. like endless dude for real. So, <clears throat> um, there are people who enjoy dressing up and acting like babies. Yeah. Like right. I've seen that. I've seen adult that. babies. Right. Yeah. So there's like adult babies. We've talked about like the breastfeeding people yeah. that are into like baby diaper lovers who okay. like go full-fledged there are people that have like legit nurseries Mm. in their home Mm -hmm. so So it's all about like taking away you're like infantilizing yourself right for whatever reason maybe you weren't taken care of as a baby that's what i was saying yeah do fetishes like do do all fetishes like stem from childhood stuff not all not all okay cool when you think about the kink community i think people's first um assumption is like bondage right like bdsm because that's like the most well-known one Right. Yeah, what's that movie For that just came people, out? Or that movie that's massive? The books, the Shades novels? Shades of Grey. Yeah, oh, Shades 50 of Grey. Shades. Yeah. yeah, and like the kink community fucking hates that movie and book so mm-hmm. much because it's like it's all bullshit. not ethical the way he went through it, oh. right? It was more of like a coercion and control versus consent. Right. Consent is huge in the kink community. Oh, good, okay. Kind of like forced her into the relationship. To me, it's like, yeah. dude, it's entertainment. It's not meant to be taken seriously. Right. So, okay. Um, but for some people, they can turn to kink as a way to maybe control their trauma, right? So, for example, if they were sexually assaulted, they may turn to like rape fantasy to take that power back of like, I'm in control of this situation though. Mm. I get to say what happens, right? Mm. Or it could be that they go the complete opposite end of their trauma and what happened to them. Or it has nothing to do with trauma at all. It's just something that they saw and they were like, hmm, I want to try this I and wonder, see if I like it. I wonder if, oh my God, I'm real fucking deep in this motherfucker. <laughs> um, I mean, I was raped as a kid and okay. I like in my all of my relationships I was um attracted to like a a, I would say it's like really dirty fucking sex like being called a whore being called a Mm. slut like Like degradation yeah yeah, like that's that's Mm -hmm. the only thing that got me off oh my god I would be Mm -hmm. was that I would that would turn me off for a very 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 long time that's the thing though like you're not gonna call me a dirty bitch to my face in real life in the bedroom it's very different huh. and you can differentiate between the two yeah. right for somebody who so for me I like to be in control in my daily life mm-hmm. at all fucking times because I'm anxious mm-hmm. in the bedroom I do not yeah. I want to be like worried I don't want to make any decisions I make enough decisions every fucking day of my life I don't want to do it there 
like take that part away for me. So you, so you want to be dominate. So you want you need someone to take control mm-hmm. in the bedroom. You don't yes. want to be the be the dominant one. Yeah, but mm. I have a very dominant personality in my everyday life. Yeah, me too. That's so morning. crazy, interesting. I think it's we're short. <laughs> oh, you're a shorty too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at we got all the shorties <laughs> here. I love it. I love it. All right, let's. Uh, so, so somebody just said, which I'm I'm very curious on how you you handle that as a, uh, a therapist. Someone wrote in and literally just typed, "I want to end my life." So. <clears throat> My, I'll give you like a little short backstory. Mm-hmm. My career started working in a psychiatric hospital with children. Oh. So I kind of worked my way up in the ranks of my position, but my everyday job was working with kids and teenagers who wanted to die oh, or who would self-harm, right? So mm-hmm. every day that was my experience. I am by no means desensitized to it. That is a very serious thing when somebody says they want to end their life. I think it's a matter of recognizing what I would tell my kids or even adults now when I work with them is I need you to tell me one reason why you're still here, right? Because if I said yesterday, I want to end my life, but I showed up today, something kept you here. Mm. Whether it's, I have a dog to take care of. I want to see so-and-so in concert someday. I want to travel to X, Y, Z. Nothing is too small when it comes to a reason for living. We have to pull our brain back to that versus all the fucking shit that's going wrong or not going well. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. I know I was going to hmm. share on the episode that we did. So I, I went, so, so like depression and like by like my, my, my mother passed away, but she was bipolar. My sister is mm-hmm. bipolar. My dad suffers from depression. So all of mm-hmm. that stuff <laughs> runs in my family. And in yep. my twenties, it was like, I couldn't wake up or go through a day where I didn't feel fucking sad. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. like, like the deepest sad of, mm. of, Anything and it's sad I'm, you can't explain. It's yeah. not like a, I'm sad my dog died. It's oh like my God. I am so physically exhausted from what's going on mentally yes. that I can't, excuse me, I can't even explain how it feels. Mm-hmm. It was it was an intense feeling. And then when I started mm-hmm. doing drugs, like I started doing cocaine, that just like enhanced it. And mm-hmm. um, I remember the day where I was like, I need to get sober. Um, it was only a year, but I was like, this is this is it. I woke up and I looked at my dog and I was like, you don't make me happy. Oh. And then I looked at my place that I was, I was like, you don't make, and I was like, breathing doesn't work. I was like, yeah. and then when I got to like breathing, like breathing doesn't make me happy. Mm. I remember calling my best friend at the time. It was Kristen Stewart. I called her and I was like, dude, I was like, I am, I am so fucked up right now. Like I'm, I'm really bad. And you know, mm-hmm. she gave me the advice to go to my, my family, but it's just like fucking crazy. Like that was the lowest of low I've ever felt. And I don't think I've ever told my parents. Mm. I've never really told my parents like that's what, but it's like really hard to talk to someone. Absolutely. And I think in that moment, Scout, you had an inkling of like, I don't actually fucking want to die. I just don't want to feel this anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's part of the issue is recognizing like this is a temporary feeling, Mm -hmm. even if it is a lifelong illness. So I have depression and OCD. I know they're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I learned how to cope with them. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Even if it is something you are going to deal with lifelong, you recognize like shit's going to ebb and flow. I'm not always going to feel like this. I have the power to say, I don't want to fucking do this anymore. As far as like feeling like this, not, I don't want to live anymore, but yeah. like, I don't want to continue to talk to myself like this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to continue to not take care of myself. Mm-hmm. I don't want to continue to take shit out on other people, like whatever it may be, our brain is really, really fucking powerful. Yeah. Really powerful. Oh, I'm very, and we lose sight of that. Sometimes. Yeah. I'm very self-aware now. Like I know that the, that is in me. Like everybody's like, you're such a happy person. I'm like, yeah, I'm super happy. But like, well, I'm, sad. I'm fucking sad as fuck. Yep. I'm like deep down, but yeah. it's, it's interesting. Like even with like alcohol, like that's why I don't mm-hmm. drink as much anymore because sometimes some alcohol will make me go to like right. a really sad yep. place for no fa- like one one beverage. I'm like, what is happening? Why am I here? Yeah, you yeah. know. So I just yep. know like things like even like taking edibles. I'm like, oh my god, I'll mm-hmm. get I'll go to, you know. So it's Crazy good to place, recognize yeah. that you know yep. with with yourself and know what you mm-hmm. can handle and what you can't. How do you get to the place where you're like, well, you don't want to do that to your to yourself anymore? You know, when you're abusing your body and abusing yourself, whether it be with food or money or drugs or, you know, how do you with with without actually having to, without actually going to therapy and really doing the work, which it's really fucking hard and really fucking scary. How 100%. do you do how do you get there to a place where you can say I don't want to do this now? 
what I tell people is like, you have to get to the point where you're sick of your own fucking shit, Mm -hmm. right? Like you're sick of yourself and the way that you're behaving. So I got divorced in 2019, moved out with my son, um, was doing well, like the divorce was amicable. It was whatever, but 2020 hit in the pandemic. All I wanted to do was drink every day. Mm -hmm. I was like, I just want to drink. I'm bored. Right. I gained all of my weight back. I was fucking miserable. I was just like a miserable human being where I complained all the time. Like nothing was ever good enough. I just was not pleasant to be around. And finally I was like, why am I continuing to live like this? Cause I only get to live once. Why am I going to continue to do it this way? So like I started with changing my diet because I had always worked out, but food was not great. So I changed my diet for 30 days. And in that 30 days, I was like, you can't drink <laughs> in my head. I was like, that sounds like the worst. Yeah. But I was like, I'm gonna do it for 30 days and see what happens. On the 15th, it'll be two years since I drank because wow, I good realized, you. like, girl. bitch, you don't need that. Like, mm-hmm. it's not helping you. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, fitness saved my life. Meditating and journaling saved me. And I, like, I was never suicidal, but it saved me from like self destruction right. of just being an unhappy person. Mm-hmm. And I realized, like, the people around me—not that I'm responsible for anybody's feelings, but my own—but I am a mom, so I have to make sure that I'm showing up for him. And not just being a miserable asshole all the mm-hmm. time. <laughs> you just have to have insight into what you are doing versus like deflecting blame on other people or blaming it on circumstance right. or whatever it may be. Does that make sense? I yeah. love that you just like really like just, <laughs> you know, like like we're all humans, even though like yes. your career is like giving, you know, it's like in our, it's like mm-hmm. we're all fucking humans mm-hmm. going through the same shit. Just because yes. I have this title or whatever yeah. yep. doesn't mean I don't go through the same no. bullshit. No. And yeah, sometimes I have to like reset myself before like being able mm-hmm. to, you know, help others or whatever. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I love mean, my that. best friend and I have my best friend and I have a mental health podcast. Right. And we are very cool. honest about like, just because we're therapists doesn't mean that we're perfect moms or that we don't lose our shit or that we don't have like ineffective habits or behaviors. Like I'm very honest about, yes, I know these skills. Do I use them all the time? No, because mm-hmm. I'm still a human. Right. I think one of the hardest parts of being a therapist sometimes is that they forget I'm a human being yeah. with emotions yeah. and my own shit going on. We, we say that too with like, um, you know, being actors mm-hmm. and stuff yes. and, and fancying us and like, you know, when, when people write things like she was a bitch, she sucked. It's like, well, I probably yeah. was going through something. She didn't seem, she, I smiled at her and she didn't smile back for yeah. as long as I thought she would. And maybe she, I was like, well, maybe I hadn't slept the night before. Maybe I had fucking COVID or maybe yeah. like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I'm so it's sorry. Like, it wasn't the experience you wanted. Yeah, it's like the entitlement. That's a harsh word, but it's true. It's like the entitlement or the attitude of like, I paid to fucking come and see you and you were a dick to me or like you weren't as happy as I thought you were going to be. It's like, yes, because I have my own shit going on. Like I did the best that I could yeah. and mm-hmm. accepting that for what it is is kind of essential instead of being mad about what you didn't get. I mean, I know? was we were talking about this not too long ago, but like there was even a time where um, I was literally in the middle of having a miscarriage. Oh, God. And I remember the episode. I was like, I. I was at Texas Frightmare and I was like wearing a sanitary pad and fucking bleeding and taking pain meds. And I was just like, I I just was like, well, maybe this will take my mind off of what's going on. I can just Mm -hmm. go through it. And, you know, up, down, up, down, up, down of pictures and people, Mm -hmm. everybody wanted to talk about shit. And it's like, all I wanted to do was just crawl in my fucking hole and bury myself. Mm -hmm. And he just had to put on a happy face. And I was like, God, this is everything I hate about being an actor, especially as a kid actor, because you were never allowed to feel your feelings you were never allowed to be and then you learn to not trust yourself because you're like well I'm not supposed to feel that way yeah Mm -hmm. and then you know you're like wow and I mean I we there's like this thing with with actors or I don't know if it's just actors or kid actors but we will get sick right after we wrap (laughs) like the day after we wrap a movie will get horribly sick and it's like was I always was I was I shoving this down and then now I'm done and now I allow myself or there's times where I wake up feeling really sick and the moment I get to set I feel like I'm totally fine and I'm like wow am I really fine or have I just had to tell myself that I don't I don't feel sick anymore so I can Mm -hmm. continue to work because there's no calling in sick in our job ever about anything you know so that's why it's so it's so fucking difficult when I'm on set and like these big actors are like oh well we gotta shut down production for a week because that person i'm like what i could have done that could i have done that this <laughs> entire know. time could i i know Wait, can i do that 
I know. Can I take a break? <laughs> no, I can't take a break. I'm dying over here, but I can't. Okay. Please. 103, pff, you'll be fine. Yeah, literally. Oh just, my get, God. just get through. Just COVID get has through. set a pavement now. Now we can, we're sick. We can't come to work. Yeah. <laughs> we can't come to work. There. Would you like to plug your podcast? What oh, sure. Your... It's called Rewriting Her Story. Oh, okay. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Rewriting Her Story. I love that. I have a random question. So this is something that I thought that I could definitely use help with. Um, going back to the suicide stuff, um, you know, obviously you've heard the podcast and I have mm-hmm. personal um, uh, triggers with people around me that have, have passed. Yep. And um, I do have a considerable amount of fans that I'm close with. Um, mm-hmm. that I've connected to through Instagram and through Patreon and stuff. And there, there's a lot of, you know, through, through COVID and what's been happening in the world, there's a lot of darkness and a lot of instability yeah. and mental issues. And it's, it's been really hard. Um, and I've had a lot of people reach out to me on occasion that they were ready to end their life. And yeah. I am always hesitant because I immediately, you know, if I get the tech, and I'm not on social media as much as people may think. If I'm on, if it says, oh, she's on, she's been on 12 hours ago. I'm not like looking through people's stuff. Yes. It's like I'm making my post, I'm doing what, I, you know, whatever. And then I'm I'm off with my kids or or it's my mm-hmm. fucking kids accidentally getting on Instagram. Um, and I just don't know where the boundary is because you want to help and you want to, uh, I don't want to ever not respond and have them do something. Sure. Cause then I, I don't want to take that. Like I could have saved them or I could have offered them advice to keep them here. But I also know from two of my best friends killing themselves, I didn't know they were going to, there was no like mm-hmm. warning sign. So yeah. I always yep. go, well, if they're, if they're saying they're going to do it, are they really going to do it? Or are they just need a, or is it a cry for help or is there a mental illness? Mm-hmm. Or I don't know how to navigate around that without feeling some sort of responsibility. I mean, I know like, you know, I've been going to, I've been taking psychotherapy. My therapist is a psychotherapist and I've been going to her mm-hmm. twice a week for, since I'm 30. So for 15 years. And, sure. um, you know, obviously I don't take any responsibility for my friends that have passed, but, uh, but I, you know, my stalker situation started a million years ago with writing him a letter because yeah. he was suicidal. And then all of a sudden he shows up at my house mm-hmm. with a marriage license and a sawed off shotgun and a nine millimeter when I'm 18 years old and knocks on my front door. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's, if I had never had done that and opened that door, mm-hmm. I wonder if that, if that wouldn't have happened. Um, and with social media being so accessible now, it's very difficult to, to not respond to those messages when they come in. I don't know what to do, you know, and knowing like, as soon as they come in, I automatically get like a pit in my stomach yeah. and my blood pressure goes up and I automatically feel like, oh my God. And then if I don't hear from that person the next day, or I say they haven't been on social media, cause I'll look at their, I won't respond. And then I'll look at their posts mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh my God, they haven't been on in three days. What was their last post? Oh, then no. I start getting You've crazy got, like, invested. Did they do something? That. Did they do something? Uh-huh. And I'll mm-hmm. write them like, Hey, checking in on you. And you know, then they'll be like, oh, I'm, everything's like, I'm so sorry I did that. Or, you know, and it's like, fuck man, you can't, you, you gotta be real careful what to, mm-hmm. what to put on somebody else. I just don't know. What, what do you recommend uh, in, in those instances? I'm hoping maybe by talking about it on the show that maybe they'll know that it's a trigger for me and, and, and turn to get help, you know, somewhere, somewhere else. But I, I don't know what to do in those situations. Well, and I'm not, this is going to, okay, let me just back up for a second. <laughs> this is not meant to sound judgmental by any means, right? But it is inappropriate for somebody to put that kind of pressure on you just because they feel connected to you. Uh, Right. Yeah. So the thing that I would say is you could like, I don't know, in like the notes of your phone, right. Just make a list of like maybe three national crisis hotlines that you can then send to people and say, I'm so sorry. You're going through a hard time. Here's some crisis resources for you. Mm, That's good. You don't have to solve their problems, dude. Like, and at the end of the day, I know that you know this from having friends that completed, but like when somebody is going to make a choice to do something, nothing is Can going stop to them. stop them. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Um, and I would say more times than not, when somebody completes, people don't know because they made a very diligent effort to hide the shit that they were going through. Yeah. And the times, not all the time, but you know, there's times that people attempt and then immediately regret it and they tell somebody and then they get help or, you know, they're going to, but somebody talks them out of it. But at the end of the day, it is that person's choice. It has nothing to do with what anybody else did or didn't do. Right. I'm, I'm interested to see what you think of, um, do you know that case? Uh, they just did, Al Fanning just played the girl in oh Planville. My God. 
Yeah, what, where she was telling him to kill himself. Yeah, I'm curious as to what you think about that case with what you just said. Um, that to me was absolutely appalling, yeah. right? Because I read about the case when it happened. When you have somebody who you know is fragile and you are encouraging them to do something, yeah. do I think that she was responsible ultimately for him taking his life? Ultimately, this. I know this doesn't sit well with people, but like it ultimately was his choice. But I think that she was like an accessory mm. because she was pushing him to do it. Mm -hmm. She didn't tell anybody that he was struggling. She didn't say, hey, he wants to die, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Granted, it wasn't her job to save him. But if that was, you know, the love of her life and it was me, I would have immediately called his mom and been like, this is what he's saying. I don't know what to do. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. So this kind of goes with one of the questions that somebody submitted. Um... Was there ever a time that you feared for your life when talking to a patient? I didn't fear for my life, okay. but I knew that she was trying to intimidate me and I called her out on it. Ooh, what did she do? So she was in my office and I have pictures of my son in my office because he's my son. Mm -hmm. And out of nowhere, she goes, is that your son? I said, yep. She goes, I mean, like, aren't you worried that somebody's going to like find him or like find where you live? And I said, are you threatening me? Ooh. And she was like, no, I, I mean, I was just, I was just saying, but like, you know, I don't know why you like have pictures of him. I said, cause he's my son and this is my office. Yeah. And she backpedaled. There yeah. have been clients that I've sat with that I can feel something isn't right. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I'm uncomfortable and I don't trust being alone with this person, whether it's because I worry that they're going to do something or I worry they're going to say something. Mm -hmm. could have happened right where there's like this discomfort of something just doesn't feel good where I've expressed to you know supervisors in the past of like I don't want to meet with them alone anymore somebody has to be in the room with oh. me Dang. but it's never been like I think they're going to bring a gun in right right yeah I have a question that just reminded me um so you know when we do we do conventions obviously there's a mm -hmm. lot of like people wearing costumes and one of the things that um that makes me uncomfortable is when we've got guys or girls most it's usually guys um dress sure. up like Michael Myers and they don't they stand across the room oh my God. and they role play with us and, ah! and you know, it's, it's especially the, the days where you could bring weapons in, you know, before they, they, which they do, they bring knives and stuff to sign. I'm sure. I yeah. mean, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's scary for us. So there's, I always try to, um, make, you know, connect with them across the room mm -hmm. and be like, hi, like anything to kind of break that thing yep. that they're trying <laughs> to do. Um, what do you think goes through their mind when they come to a show and they're, they're, they get dressed and they're, they're doing this, like they're standing there and they're trying to, is it to make us feel like we, when we were in the movies or they like, what, what is the, the choice to role play in that situation? It's very confusing to me how, is it a kink? Is it a kink? I mean, I was just going to say, it almost feels like a power play, right? Of like, mm. I want to see if I can scare her. I oh. want to see if I can get under her skin, right? Or it's just, I want to live out this <laughs> fantasy of like having a picture of the two of us in the same room and, and it's me as Michael Myers. It's hard to tell. Yeah. They want to scare us. Totally. That's 100%. what my They want to get a reaction. Because even when I like break that wall and I'm like, hey, what's up? Mm -hmm. How then are they, you? They stop doing they, it. No, they don't. Oh, a lot of the no? time they don't. They just continue. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going <laughs> to sign this for you. Um, are you going to talk at all? Okay, great. Good. Oh, Michael Myers Good. doesn't talk. Good no. job. Good job. Or, or sometimes they do break, you know, and then yeah. you see the eyes squint and I'm like, oh my God, thank the fucking <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Well, and Scout, you had that one guy that like showed up and was like, I'm your boyfriend. You know how I oh am. Oh my God. Right? Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that made me lock my knees. I was like, th th thank God Tyler was right there next to me. Yeah. I mean, he flew. I think he still thinks we're in a relationship. I mean, I haven't checked on him in, in years, but he flew out to Los Angeles and stayed in a hotel for seven days and I did not leave my house. Cause I was like, and this was a That's kid. Terrifying. He was a kid. He was like a, like a, I think he was 19 at the time. Mm. Like a kid. Oh. 
You know, it's so, it's just so crazy. Yeah, they're kids but that's, shooting up schools. That, that, yeah, you know that's I mean? absolutely right. Yeah, but that's also why I don't respond a lot of the times to yeah. fans because that's when I was responding. Right, 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 And right, then right. he created a whole well, relationship. Well, because you're trying to be genuinely nice. Yeah. And instead, they have this idea of like, oh, she loves me. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, we're doing this, yeah. you know? A lot of it, like, also too, you know, I, I stopped like um, doing like paintings and stuff and selling things and stuff mm. because like once you open that, that gate up, mm. It's hard to like they like like people think that you're they're your best friends, yeah. and I'm yeah. like, how do I? I'm not, and then I'm the bitch for not responding. Right, I'm right. like, but <laughs> I don't know how to make this. <laughs> how do I say we're not for your best friends? <laughs> you don't know me. Yeah, you've never met me. Like just because exactly. I, you know, when back in the day, um, in in the in the eighties, um, or nineties, um, I had a lot of child actor friends, and I noticed at the time, this before social media, that my girlfriends, um, like I had two, uh, two good two good girlfriends. One was Tatiana Ali from Fresh Prince of Bel Air, yeah. and the other one was Jenna Vanoy on Blossom. And they were, um, their fan base was more, and my friend Kimberly was on General Hospital. They were, their fan base was more like, um, cuckoo than, than mine because they were like, I think it was what I've figured out is because I really mostly did movies. So you had to go somewhere to see me and it wasn't like I was in your home every week. Mm, so yes. being in the actual oh, home yeah. made them feel like they knew them and their lives and they were part of their family. So mm-hmm. they didn't have, fans didn't have that boundary with them that they had mm-hmm. with me. So I, I mean, but then now with social media, everyone's like, you take us with you always everywhere. <laughs> I don't know how you guys handle social media. Dude. Like I am by no means famous whatsoever. And I get overwhelmed and people like message me and like want to talk to me. I'm like, why do you want to talk to me though? Like about what? Like, I don't know. They're probably like, for you. It's just like, they... Okay. Yes. Don't message Stephanie. Scout, don't message Stephanie. Scout, do not message Stephanie. <laughs> not that I don't want them, but like I can get easily overwhelmed and you guys are famous. So I don't, I don't know how you guys handle it. I just don't read it. I mean, I don't scout like you get all the questions and stuff from, so I, I got, got to read them. I got to figure out what people yeah. need help. With I know. I mean, I read them sometimes, but like, I don't have my alerts on anything. So I never know. Sure. I just, I just can't. I, 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 yeah, or my kid has my either one of my kids has my phone all day. So uh, you understand, you know, my kids are yes. three and five. Like I'm just like, here you go, take it. Uh, so then yeah. I'm, I'm never have access to people messaging me. It's <laughs> funny. <laughs> I have it everywhere. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Since you have kids, you won't. Shut up. Shut you up. won't. You won't anymore. Yeah. You won't. Oh, put a baby in me, Tom. <laughs> oh my god hilarious I was gonna say because uh, going off of what you were saying like um I think we said this Chrissy Metz like mm-hmm. you know her fan base it was like because she's from This Is Us so it's all like heavy shit and I'm just like mm. wow yeah. to handle that all the time people right. like venting and yeah. and just like kind of what you go through literally yeah. and she's just you just have to sit there and be like, I'm, I'm here for you. You know, yeah. like, oh my God, so heavy. I couldn't even imagine. I mean, I think, I think about my therapist too. I'm like, how do you, yeah, how do you feel? Listen you- to people vomit on you yeah. all day. Like I can't, I, I wanted to be a therapist. That's what I wanted to, to, yeah. to do. Um, I was going to go to UCSB to, to be a psychotherapist. Um, so I enjoy hearing about it. And I guess there's, you know, I also like to kind of psychoanalyze people and, and figure sure. out, like, that's why for me, my relationships are usually fairly easy because I'm like, oh, I understand this. Nothing to do with me. This is why you're doing that. That's where, th- yeah. that's, where that's coming from. Yeah. This is that trigger. And then I know tomorrow it'll be like this. And it's so, especially with men because they're so predictable. Like I know with my husband exactly <laughs> how much time and like what I need to do to kind of break that if we're in, in, for, in like Perfect. a funk or a fight or whatever. Oh I yeah. I need that, man. Mine's, mine's like, okay, my feelings are hurt first. Okay, back, back. My feelings are oh. hurt. Okay, let's get to Tom's feelings. I mean, listen though, you know, that was one of the arguments that I that I do get into consistently with my husband because of our age difference uh, was I had already been in multiple relationships where these particular problems had come up and I had resolved them in those relationships. And and if they come up in our relationship, it's like, don't worry about it. It's fine. Like, it's not, it's yeah. what I don't know what you're stressing out. It's not a big deal. Who cares? Mm-hmm. And then he's always mm-hmm. like, but these are my feelings. This is my, these are my feelings. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand, mm-hmm. but I've been down this road before and this is going to end up like X, Y, Z. And then it's like, then I'm not hearing him and then it becomes a whole thing. And then I understand it's like, I've, I've already gone, you know, it's like, I always worry for women that um, marry a man or have a baby with a man that has kids 
if, if she's yeah. having a baby for the first time, because, and I have girlfriends that, that their husbands have had previous, you know, have families with, with, the, with their ex-wife and, and when they sure. get pregnant this time, it's a new experience for the woman, yes. but not for the husband. So there's a lot of like, mm-hmm. I don't, how do I, this is so, you know, and the husband's like, oh, this is what you do. This is how you change diaper. You got to get up at this time. It's like, yeah, but I've never done this before. Yeah. So you can't just be like, it's not a big deal. This is how you do it because it can frustrate the shit out of the person. So in relationships, I think it's kind of the same thing. Does Tom ever say that to you? Not about babies, but like, mm-hmm. oh, I've had this in my past relationship and this is what, da, da, da. No, it's me. How much older is Tom than you? It's me. <laughs> uh, he's 12. <laughs> Tom's oh my like, god! Wow! Like this is the first time Tom's been in. Well, I think in love. Like we're having the we're having the other other issues where I'm like, Tom, you're like an eight year old trapped in a sexy <laughs> fucking beautiful body, and I know you were a nerd when you were young, That's but like most men, embrace scouts. that motherfucking shit. That's most men. Most men are like forty trapped in an eight year old's body. No, he's like very like. Um, I think this is like this is like his first real relate like relationship. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, so that's that's what we're yeah our stuff is. I mean, my I'm like, rep- tell me how you feel. <laughs> right. Plus, he also grew up with three sisters, a middle kid. You know, he oh, wasn't really heard ever. And I'm like, mm-hmm. please tell me what you're feeling. What are you doing with your day? Who are you meeting? What oh, are you, I like to know. What's happening with on your set? And he's like, wow, never, mm-hmm. no one's ever really wanted to know. And I'm like, well, I'm fucking here now. So <laughs> I'd like to know everything. Well, and validation goes a long way, right? Like to validate somebody's feelings or experience. Mm-hmm can change the whole situation. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you have to agree with whatever they're experiencing, but you can say, I can see this is really hard for you and I'm sorry that you're going sorry. through that. Yeah. Oh, I could get better right? at like, that. You can get pissed. I, I get better at that. It takes practice. I get better it takes at that. Practice. Sorry, okay. I have to practice that line. I know. I, I say I'm sorry. David I'm will sorry. say that I don't <laughs> say that I'm sorry, but that is not true. I do say I'm sorry and apologize. Okay, I'm going to take that note. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know I'll how I see sorry. how you're feeling. I'm sorry. Okay, got it. <laughs> Clocked. I can't be the only one. That's hard. No, you're definitely not. No. 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 Maybe we need to call you. <laughs> uh, look at I See, I'm already. See, I'm already, already, got you on I'm speed already like, don't, 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 don't DM Sarah. Don't, don't, Steph, don't, Stop Steph, it. don't, 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 don't Stop DM it. Steph. Don't DM Steph <laughs> with your issues. There's a barrier. Yes, that boundary. Remember, <laughs> Scout? That boundary. Don't send your, don't dump your shit on. God, um, I was just telling her, like, I was, I'm, I'm super. And it might be like a mechanism. Like when I was on the dating scene, I'm very big on like, I don't want to talk about me. I'm going to ask all the questions to talk about you. Never about me. And I don't know if it's like um, me for some reason, like because my age. You're a pleaser. That and I also think it comes from like, you know, as a kid, you know, being in this industry, like, like being homeschooled and Mm -hmm. being on set like I feel like my education stopped at 14 like Mm -hmm. I graduated because my parents wanted me to work longer hours Mm -hmm. on set and then I went to college at fucking 15 for like four months you know what I'm saying so like I feel like I don't know why like I get really nervous like Mm -hmm. like talking about other shit I just like I'm like vulnerable to talk about yourself right yeah it's super vulnerable and to share things about yourself so it's like I'd rather just ask you a million questions and get to know you rather Mm -hmm. than like open up and tell you things about me oh yeah I'm a big old person like even on the first date I'll know what makes them tick see (laughs) I would use that to manipulate (laughs) oh shit so what I would do yes because what I would do when I was dating and really wanting to find a partner and time was running out and I was you know well I was 35 and like sure. single going like fuck I don't I mean like am I ever gonna have kids like am I just by myself what's going on mm-hmm. here I think I read somewhere I don't know where or what that the way to get a man to want you is to ask them a lot of questions about themselves mm-hmm. because if they talk about themselves they'll think that it was the best date ever they do and they yeah. do <laughs> So yeah. I would just go on a date and be like, tell me, so where'd you come from? What did you do? Oh my God, how sure. was that? Have you ever tried, where, where have you guys, where have you traveled to? And and it would be, all, and all they would do is talk about themselves the entire time. And they literally would leave feeling like. You're setting up them guys up. I'm like you're the, I'm like up, the man. coolest, best thing that's ever happened. That mixed with really good blowjobs. Forget it. I was like, yeah. boom, done. Done. <laughs> done. Oh my God. We, were, we're, we came from done. the same fucking water. <laughs> like literally, I'm like. I can keep you with my blowjobs. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Yeah, cook for you. (laughs) 
good. I can cook. I can, I can fucking clean. I take financial, take care of myself, and I give good blowjobs, and I want to talk about you all day long. I'm like, how, how is I still single at 35? <laughs> Here I'm like, I'm a little insecure. Oh my God, someone love me. <laughs> but I give good blowjobs. <laughs> That's key. Oh my that God. is key. Oh as long as y'all ladies out there can give good blowjobs. We're gonna we're gonna do the sequel to How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. It's gonna be bad blowjobs, a messy house. We're not gonna shower. What else can we do? Um, oh, is it? Oh, um, I, I was just gonna say like like don't trim your pubic hairs at all ever. <laughs> oh man, there's gotta be a but kink there, but for that. that. I think I think that's like coming in. I've seen now more women with uh, armpit hair and stuff. So then my, my imagination automatically goes to their vagina. Like is their oh, vagina as? Oh that, yeah, I'm I was sure. Like, what does their vagina look like? But also, like I guess in bathing suits and stuff, like I mean, like the stigma around that too. You know, like we gotta like, you know, some women like that, embrace it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, shave you can... your armpits, dude. <laughs> I was that's Fucking not me, shave though. your armpits. <laughs> Sh- hygiene, shave your armpits. Oh, Fucking yeah, I gross. shaved before I came here. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to prove anything. It doesn't make me more of a fucking feminist by having armpit hair. Really? It doesn't. No, I don't need to show it to everybody. Mm, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Sometimes I like, like when I have like fucking massive hairy legs for like two weeks and I'll look at her fucking face right now. I'm like, I'm like, oh God, I gotta shave. Oh my God. I gotta shave my legs. Even in, is this when you're single? Or no. in a relationship you have hairy legs? Yeah. Tom loves me, man. He loves me. He'd love you more if you shaved your legs. I do. But then, <laughs> then I do. Baby. You wonder why you're not getting laid every night. What? <laughs> Maybe you shave your legs. <laughs> we sometimes, like, you don't have to shave it all the time. Like, I have, like. like you shave. This yeah, is shaved, well, Okay, right? I shaved before I came to Austin. This is, you've been here for three days and yeah. it's still that fine? Yeah, this bitch. No. Oh, are you Mexican? I know. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, I get out of the shower and, and my like, hair has oh, grown. Five minutes ago, but it's right back. Yeah, <laughs> it's the it's the goosebumps that make the hair grow. Yeah. Yeah. Son of a bitch! I just fucking <laughs> shaved. Oh, you know what's been happening though, and I, it's only happened. And I'm gonna say this. Um, after I we got the vaccines and stuff, oh. or maybe it's just like I'm in my 30s got the random nipple fucking hair popping yeah. out. Oh, that's just like Bitch, getting older though. Do we feel like, like shit over Everybody here? Everybody does. Why don't you Tom laser got it, it out the other day. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> Never in a million fucking years really? would I let my husband see any hair on any part of my body where it's not oh supposed God, to be. Oh my God. I'm an open book, motherfucker. If I, I would can't be an open book with my partner, I'm a, I'm a, we're not going to have a good marriage. I would fucking die. <laughs> But would I'm you get my off. nipple hair for me? I've done it for my girlfriends, See? yeah. What the fuck is Hey, you know what? I have to tell you. What's the difference? There is an awesome um, hair remover Yeah, it's on called... TikTok. What? It's on TikTok. What is it? It's, I don't uh, I don't know. Let me... my, I wonder if it's the same thing. I have brawn. It's, I use it for my face oh, and underarms. Stuff. And you get face stuff? I do. See, does it feel so good? Yep, I it's feel like called... an eighty-seven-year-old woman with like chin hair. Yeah, like, cool. Really? Well, I'm on fucking testosterone hormone replacement oh. therapy too. So oh, I was, yeah. like, I just took, I just actually got a medicine to ha- stop hair growth from appearing in oh, places. I'm like, oh my god, get it, get acne and the fucking and hair. You don't have no. one on your nipple? Really? I'm sure. I have to just look. Oh, okay. I have to like look oh, with see, a that's, magnifying lens. Oh, see, that's what it one. is. Mine are dark. Oh. Some... Yep. Well. Spanish. I mean, I'm dark too, but I, I have a hair remover. I'll, I'll give it to you. Oh my God. Can a we laser. try it after yeah. this? Yeah. Ah. So it's like after just, we were just done. laser my tatas. Yes, I will. I totally will. <laughs> you know what I did when I was really young that's like fucking awful? I shaved my toe. Oh, yeah. Can't do it. No, you're supposed to do that because it grows out longer. Ew, but who cares? You just keep shaving it. What the fuck? Just, just keep <laughs> shaving it. <laughs> Don't let the hair grow. If you needed to shave it, I have hair on my toes too. But <laughs> No, but I shave every day. All these people are like, unsubscribe, unsubscribe, no, unsubscribe, no, no. unsubscribe, unsubscribe. Oh my but God, I, I don't I'm going to rescind that comment. Um, I would have hair if I didn't shave it, but I shave. shave so everything, legs. I shave everything in my body. She's like a bald baby. I am bald, <laughs> bald. I was just squatting down in the shower before I got on here with a razor. <laughs> What's your shave technique? What's everybody's technique here to shave? In the uh, squat down on the shower floor, and you, you squat down. I do on I, the body. I was like, what? What? What do you mean? 
Oh my god, that's what I do. Oh no, dude, I squat down. I oh get my god, everything. She's doing fucking yoga in the from shower. From my fucking from my tailbone to my belly button, I am. It is bare. You're just like a yep. gremlin. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then, because well, then and the water's still running, and then you just rinse it off on the floor, and then you fucking do. And I use the, the guy's razor. I do it. I do it like a leg up or a a, a bend. But a bend. You bend, but how? Don't you want to like get in everywhere? I can't stand hair. Oh, I can't. I can't. Like, I, I'm too nervous. Like, I, yeah, I will. I'll shave everywhere. But I also, like, I, I hate it when you, you don't notice when you, like, cut yourself, cut yourself until yeah. after you're out of oh, the shower. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you're like, oof, burns. God, we have a psychotherapist yeah. right here and we're talking, we're talking about, about shaving. shaving. <laughs> so interesting, right? <laughs> See, this is, this is what happens with my therapist, too. And then I'm like, great, that just cost me $300. Yeah, and I just talked about <laughs> shaving my vagina. I pay two fifty. She's like, Steph's over there like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait. Well, this is why oh it's so God. it's so cool because, like, I mean, we advertise um, BetterHelp and all that stuff. What what are your prices and stuff? Like, what is, like, the normal? I mean, it depends on the state. It depends on, like, what, what their the degree, you know, what their so degree is the and all thing- that, too. Mm-hmm. I work for like an organization as a part-time gig and then I have my own business and my own business is all virtual stuff. So I offer therapy services to people who live in Wisconsin mm. because legally that's all I can do right. because I'm only licensed in the state of Wisconsin. Mm. However, I offer it to anybody else as mentorship, but with mentorship, I'm using the exact same skills. Oh, right. okay. Tools. Okay. Just don't call it therapy. Mm-hmm. So that's like a little loophole type deal. Mm, cool. But yeah, I charge 95 an hour and I oh. feel weird doing that. So good. Oh my God. So good. Tom yeah, and I were love. trying to get therapy and they were like, um, yeah, so um, for the first one, it'll be um, $1,500. And then what? I was like, what is happening? Oh my and my God. initial assessment is 145 and that took me a long time to like be okay with charging that. You don't understand the prices. Uh, my therapist also in Los Angeles. My therapist also had um like there were many years where I was like I I don't have I'm I had such massive anxiety around money and she was like I am not going to let you not come because you don't sure. you don't think you can spend the money on yourself yep. right now. So you're gonna come twice a week. Nothing is gonna change, and I'm not gonna charge you for the second session. It's only gonna or she would it was like 150 for you know for twice sure. a week for five years. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I just got this big job. I just got this. Blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, okay, well now that you're you know you're making more money, can we up it a little bit? It's been five years yeah. of this. And I was like, and then I was like, oh my god, I can't believe she's doing this to me. I can't. And I started to resent her and feel like that pit in my yes. stomach. And I was like, oh my god, okay. And then I was like, I don't know my self worth. So. When I changed my prices yeah. on booking jobs or at conventions or whatever, it was like, you know, or asking to fly first class instead of coach because it was just fucking mm-hmm. killing me, you know, running around, running around. I was like, wow, this is, I feel better. And I don't ever, no one is complaining about yeah. what I'm asking for because I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's great. You know? That's good advice. Steph, her lights are going off over there. She's, She's like, like mm, you're fucking right. 250. <laughs> She's like, Sounds fucking really right. Good. You know, honestly, like Demand when my I first worth. started, my prices were 85 for an hour and 70 for a half hour. And then I was like, I really want to increase my prices, but I feel like everybody's going to leave me because I'll be 100% real with you. Like imposter syndrome and worthiness mm. is an underlying like theme for me that I still experience every single day. Mm. For example, coming on here, I was like, I'm going to forget every therapy thing I ever know. When I, ask uh, like, I was so nervous. Because I was like, See, I was now, nervous now how do you feel like, about it? Now you're like, oh my God, I, I love them. They're fucking <laughs> awesome. And we, I know that Danielle, yes. that Scout's got nipple hair and Danielle fucking shaves her everything by squatting in the shower. Right in my head, I was like, don't be a fucking weirdo fangirl either. Love them. Just be normal. Like they don't need any more fangirl moments from me. Right? Like, oh, I love it. I love it. I think, I think what did it for me is when you went, bitch. I yeah. was like, yeah, she's in. That's she's in. Friend, she's so. in. We're in. We're I was in. like, oh, she's got tattoos. Fabulous. <laughs> we're we're going to be friends. We got this. We got this. We're good. Oh, oh, I'm like, oh, I, you don't look like I thought you were going to look based on the website. And I was like, huh. Here I am. Like, like, well, this is oh, me. people judge. People judge. People do that all the time. Oh, we do too. not. We are like judgment free. Yeah, love no. you yeah. as you are. Period. Every you be, color of that's the rainbow. Right. Honey. That's right. Every it's, shape it's and size. Right. It's either wow, I didn't expect you to look like that, or it's like I picked you because you have purple hair and tattoos. That's and right. I was oh. like, I want to talk to her. That would you know be me. I mean? Like my my therapist looks like Stevie Nicks. 
She's oh, a, oh, I love that. She's a Jungian analyst. She's a psychotherapist. I she's love a that. she's a Buddhist. She's a fucking spiritual healer. And she's like grew up with three brothers. She's no kids. She's like balls to the wall. She's tiny like us. She's just fucking mm-hmm. dope. I cool. I just she's yeah she's I yeah I've I yet fucking to find love her. someone that I've I've meshed with I I, I didn't until really? her yeah I need to find somebody that you'll I like. find your it's person it's a lot of trial and error dude. yeah like, and I tell people here's the thing I might not be your cup of tea that's okay I don't first of all I don't want to be everybody's cup of tea like I want to work with people who want to work with me who like my approach because I do swear in session I'm very blunt I'm very mm-hmm. you know I'm very empathetic and compassionate but I'm also if you're intentionally doing things to like fuck up your life i will be like what the fuck are you doing yeah, yeah. what are we doing yeah Good. let's get down to it what are we doing yeah. right and that doesn't work for everybody and that's okay but i tell people like give me three sessions and after three sessions you're like this bitch is crazy that's okay <laughs> right. i'm not going to be offended mm. i want you to want yeah i don't want you to have a bad taste in your mouth yeah thinking that i'm how every therapist is you're not going to hurt my feelings i, I want you to get something out of it i recently I w- had this therapist that was a i i for some reason always would go with a guy therapist mm-hmm. um just a because like I never really got along with too many women mm-hmm. and I feel like women are nuts mm-hmm. um, um and don't like me women don't mm-hmm. like me like at all um only a few <laughs> really like me <laughs> um but yeah so I I got I recently we had this um he was older fella and I we came like kind of like a while and I, I just was like getting over like repeating myself oh yeah because I think he was too old oh, but yeah. I was like do you not remember okay I was like oh. I we already um Ugh. okay we talked about this that would drive me nuts and <laughs> you're Let paying me ask for you it. Guys something I'm paying for it. is it nerve-wracking for you to find a therapist as somebody who is famous oh as shit. somebody who's what famous famous oh no no my therapist has no fucking really? idea who yeah. I am now I'm like, I'm like, who who wants to listen? I show her. Listen to me? I'm like, hey, you want to see me as a kid? Look, what? Look, look. Here's me as a kid. I look at my phone. That's a picture. That's me. When I when I talk about the clown, that's me. Like that's what I do. She's she's just has fucking. She's absolutely no idea. Yeah, I she think therapists could give a fuck. They're just like whatever, and I, I could too. I'm just like I'm very open. I'm like anyone want to. Like I'll pay you. Anyone want to listen to me? <laughs> Gotta right. try mine. Try mine. Oh yeah, I might just I, try. Just to see. Okay, so what? Um, what's your? So I know that you were saying that you you, you see um people outside. What's your mm-hmm. information that we can like spread it around and everybody that's in Wisconsin before we get off of here, just so they can reach you. And, what's your social media handle? Yes, all of that. So on Instagram, I am at the t h e e spooky therapist. Mm. Yeah, you are. My website. My website is iamredefiningme.com. I don't do Facebook because I hate it. Um, but that's pretty much it. I'm very like open on Instagram. I share a lot of my stuff every day unless I'm feeling like I don't want to talk to anybody. I want to be in a cave and I don't. But my website has, you know, blog posts, details of like what I do, just all different kinds of things. Oh, super cool. 70 you're so cool, man. Honestly, guys, she's so rad. She's so cool. Thanks for asking (laughs) I feel like this is what a therapist needs to be. (laughs) See, and we have so many fans that are always like, if you ever want blah, blah, blah on the show, you know, I'm like, yes, just message us because we love, we know we're not doctors. We love to offer advice, but we're like, I'm not a doctor. I'm not qualified to give you advice, but this is what works for me or what doesn't work for me. And just to give you Mm -hmm. different perspectives. So Mm -hmm. it's nice to have an actual professional come on. And, and help with some of this stuff. And we learned a lot today. I yes. will, after I hang up with you, I'm doing two things. I am going to go me. pull, well, yeah. I'm going to go <laughs> do, I am. I'm going to, I'm going to look up the health, this, the suicide um, crisis mm-hmm. hotlines, yeah. which I've actually donated. You, you yeah, please do. Please yeah. do. Yep. Um, and there's also a new number now too. Yeah. Is there a new number that's been created for that? So it's 988 instead okay. of 911. Okay. It's like 988. Got like it. crisis response. Otherwise, and we can just do this on here so it's easier for people, but if you text 741741, that's a text crisis line, Mm. or you can do 1-800-273-TALK. And that's Got like it. where you'll actually talk to somebody. Nice. Amazing. Perfect. That's Great. all we need. So I'm going to write that down to text people. And then I'm going to go um, laser off Scout's nipples. <laughs> one. I, one I'm a, hair. I am. I'm an, and I'm gonna, one baby hair. And I'm going to send it to, I'm going to post it. <laughs> and thank Braun for making such an awesome hair remover, electric hair remover. <laughs> oh, with that, enjoy your Tuesdays, y'all. Yes, guys. Enjoy your Tuesdays. So happy Tuesdays. Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on yes, our show. We really you. did appreciate it. And we'll be hitting you up again when we have more shit that we don't understand which will probably be often it's just a segment i'm here for it <laughs> ask <laughs> awesome thank you thanks, darling. guys thank you thanks guys bye, bye. <laughs>
Hey guys, to watch all of our past episodes and new releases each week, join our Patreon, patreon.com slash me. Submit your questions and true crime suggestions to podcast at talkscarytome.com. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out, and we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now. Every town has its dark history. Hometown Ghost Stories is a paranormal podcast that goes town to town all across the globe, exploring the world's most haunted places, tapping into the dusty archives and the darkest corners to bring you the most terrifying stories of real people and their harrowing experiences. Hometown Ghost Stories dives into the history of haunted locations and investigates why and how these places earned their terrifying reputation. Rob, Dave, and Jesse go live every Tuesday night after an uninterrupted documentary-style breakdown on the case, followed by an open discussion with live viewers. Subscribe today to listen to Hometown Ghost Stories on your preferred podcast platform or watch the video version on YouTube and now Spotify. Head on over to the Bloody FM Podcast Network and check out Hometown Ghost Stories, if you're brave enough. (laughs) 